Sydney is for sport. This is one of the great victories. This is the Australian Grand Prix. Alex Sinner, the Australian Open. And Australia win the World Cup. Driving your kids to the Oval, lacing up for the over-35s, or doing the form. However you're spending it, this decades-long institution is back in 2024 to soundtrack it. Racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Hey, he's a pretty good guy. Professional dribbler, Brendan Anakin. <laughs> Just need a rugby gym. Makes you wanna scream. Another screamer. Listen to this crowd. And a rotating cast of some of this country's finest athletes. If it's happening in sport, it'll be dissected here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Oh, we're back, baby. What a thrill. And I asked management several times about Richard Freeman. I said, are you sure that you can pull yeah. the plug now? Are you sure you want him back? They said yes. So here he is, Richard Freeman. Good morning. I knew you were against me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were plotting, but there was no way I was getting shifted. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's you. I was looking forward to the rotating guests. This is the thing. It's you, it's yeah. me, and each week joined by someone different uh, on yes. the surface at because least. Candace left. Candace did leave. She just left us. She did. And yeah. there, was, there was much adulation for her, a lot, a lot of thanks. Thank you for your time, yeah. thank you for your efforts. Yeah. Uh, will we see you again? So uh, who's yeah, our guest? We'll see her immediately. Candace Warner hey! is our guest today. <laughs> what the actual? What are you doing? You can't keep a good woman down. Yeah. Do you know yeah. how much, and I won't say we because we didn't spend money on it, but do you know how much this company paid f- you know, for those flowers that we gave you yeah, in the last I year? I know, and what I about, was worth every one of them. What about all the tears and the gifts and things you just gladly Hang accepted? Hang on a second. Then. All the gifts? You gave me one crownie. No, no, and I gave a you a six-pack of crownies. Exactly. Like very specific. Yes, yes. And exactly. some flowers. I want the flowers back. Have you, yeah. have you drunk the crownies? No. Well, that's offensive. No. Yeah, I'm not course. a beer drinker, but you know me. Just you know that I'm kids. not a beer drinker. Did Dave you have always them? Intended- Dave had them. <laughs> you, didn't even have, you didn't even have the decency to wait a couple of shows to come back. The first show. Yeah. No. Well, management called and said, look, the boys need some serious <laughs> yes. help. They're nothing without you. We weren't so even said, on air. All right, we all weren't right. even on air yet. They I didn't know. even give us a chance. Oh, I know. Oh, well. uh, look, it's going to be a lot of fun this but year. Not, don't be disappointed. Oh, we're thrilled. Yes, yeah. No, we were tell. very upset you were leaving. Now you're back and we're like, eh. Oh, yeah, yeah. if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like old shoes. Yeah. It is. And we've got a big show. Uh, the NRL is in Vegas, baby. Starts. No. The, no, the other one. What's, the other one? No, What's the other one? No, that's New York. What's the other one? Don't do friends. What's the other one? Oh, oh, the one with Las Vegas in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wade Graham is over there for Triple M NRL uh, and he is not a player. No, anymore. Of no, no. sorts. <laughs> he, 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 there might have been plenty player. of playing yeah. going on over he, there. He is enjoying himself over in yeah. Vegas, and he joins us very shortly to preview uh, what will be some blockbuster games. You've got the Broncos taking on the Roosters, Manly taking on Souths. Yeah, they're going to be some great games. All premiership favourites as well. Oh, probably uh, Manly, the outsiders there, but um, going to be some amazing games. Going to preview with uh, them with him shortly. You don't get the Taylor Swift phenomenon that just occurred? I don't, I don't get Tay-Tay. No? What is, what is, you're going to have to explain this to me. Yeah, but this is what I don't happens get the when Tay-Tay you become thing. senile. It, you no, it seems anything. like it was the only thing that happened in January or February or whatever it was, you're early just, February it was. You're just the only thing that you happened didn't get was any Tay-Tay. free tickets. There it is. We haven't missed a beat, have we? Not at uh, all. You've had to forfeit your quiz. We've got a special new quiz on the way. Richard's race of the day. Uh, some things never change. It's the Dead Set Legends on Sydney's Triple M. It's all to come. Uh, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin, and joined by very special guest, Candace Warner today. With all the ins and outs of sport. There it is. That's out. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Friedman, Anakin.
today. It's all business for the players involved in tomorrow's NRL season opening doubleheader in Las Vegas. Different story for this man on one of the great junkets for Triple M NRL. It's former Sharky Wade Graham. Morning, mate, or afternoon, whatever time it is over there. Good afternoon. How are we all going? Good. Wade, I have to say, we spoke to Reedy on the rush hour earlier this week and he said you you were missing. No one could find you. What's been going on? Yeah, well, you know, Reedy is typical as his journalist, journalism and his stories. They're never that accurate, mate. I've been around. <laughs> I've been with Charlie and Jimmy Graham. It's just that we don't invite him with us, so he doesn't like that. Wade, Richard here. How do you separate what the hype is from the reality in terms of how the U.S. public are reacting to what you're doing? Well, I think it's it's hard not to get caught up in how big this event, you know, has, has been and how it is over here and how everything's um, just started to take place. Like the season launches at Fremont Street, how popular that was, how excited all the people travelling. It's it's just. It's really hard to um, describe, to be honest. And then that's for everyone sort of taking part in it. But for sure, the teams are really starting to dial in now. Uh, it's one that's probably been the hardest sort of build-up um, I've, I've ever seen uh, to try and get right. But it's the season opener. It's, there's a valuable few competition points on the, both the teams um, tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but it, it, that's going to be the battle. And whichever team's handle that the best, I'm going to win. You, do you think they're getting cut through with 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 the fans, you know, with or potentially new fans? Is there, Do you feel that? Well, that was one of the big surprises um, that sort of I noticed straight away. Within the first 24 hours of being here, like there was obviously a lot of Australians coming over. There was a lot of English people coming over for the event too. But sort of when you met an American or a local and they, they heard the Australian accent, they asked if we were over here for the event at Allegiant Stadium. They didn't, didn't know what it quite was, or they might have said it was the rugby, but they knew that there was an Australian sporting event on at Allegiant, um, and, and they, they, were, they were well across it. Wado, uh, during the week, did your ears prick up? Because um, apparently there's been some secret talks about a 10-team US Super Rugby League competition over there. If a franchise came knocking, would you uh, be interested in maybe pulling back on the boots for a few games? Well... Seeing as I've only recently retired and um, the opportunities have come up already as uh, um, as someone not playing, uh, as example, going to Las Vegas, I don't know if I'm too keen to put the boots back on. I'm quite <laughs> enjoy not having the responsibilities of an athlete. Um, yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not going to be quite as, as tough as the NRL, you wouldn't think. You know, you, you could surely you could handle that. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm really happy now. I'm content with where I finished my my playing days, so I don't think I'll be pulling the boots on anytime soon. Wade, tell us about the field. We know that it's going to be five or six metres shorter in length and in width. How much uh, is that going to change what the players do and how it will affect them? Yeah, well, it's just, you know, the NRL defensive structures are, you know, so good and you need to really be great with your attack and precise with your attack to try and break down those defences. So to, to narrow that up, you know, almost 10% of the normal field. I think it will play a bit of a factor, but, you know, it's just going to be like the early rounds are always about the fundamentals and the basics, possession, um, not giving over cheap turnover because the fatigue, you're not quite conditioned as you would be at the back end of the season. So, yeah, the teams who hold on to the ball, you know, 
have the field position and and a minute to fatigue the opposition the most, I think it would go a long way to, to winning the game because I don't know if it's going to be a game where we see the you know the big nice backline movements because there's just not going to be as, as much space on the edge as there normally is. And and Wade, I was I was looking at some vision of the ground, the corners. I mean, we're used to seeing our wingers, you know, doing somersaults and and scoring tries. Is that even possible with how close the corners are to the actual wall of the stadium? So, Richard, you're disappointed that you might not see some somersaults. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, he loves theatrics. I love that stuff. Yeah. Is 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 it a problem, Wade, or not? Oh, I think. It might be, it's just a difference, right? So we're just going to have to adjust to it. The teams are going to have to adjust to it. Um, and whichever team adjusts with the best is going to have the success, right? It, I wouldn't, yeah, problem, I wouldn't say is the right word. I'd say it's just a difference. But for what the event is and where we're at with it, I think, yeah, we just got to adjust to it and, and wish the players all the best in their game. Uh, let's have a quick look at these games too. Roosters, Broncos, that, that's an absolute blockbuster. Both strong favourites to uh, win the Premiership this year. Uh, a strong start, important. Which way are you siding there, Wade? Yeah, I think yeah, both games are incredibly hard to tip uh, early in the season. Mm. I'm going to go just with the, the Broncos, I think, off the back of a long pre-season, that grand final loss. Um, the young forwards in Carrigan and Haas. And, and just that middle third of the field, because of the fatigue and, and the small dimensions, I think that's where it's going to be won. And, and I think the Broncos may just have the edge there so and lean towards them. And South Manly? South Manly, another, yeah, another close yeah. one. But all I'm hearing out of Manly is Turbo is fit and firing mm. and ready to go. Um, I, I love the addition of Luke Brooks to their team. And I think they can really climb the ladder this year, so I'm going to say Manly. Oh, I've, you're kidding I've got yourself. them top six this year, Manly. I've got South winning the comp. Uh, of course I've you do. <laughs> of course you do. Cool. You got them top six as well, Wade? Uh, I think they could potentially be top four. I just like oh, wow. that addition wow. of Brooks with the left foot, DCE, and then well, Turbo, Turbo's the key, right? If, if Turbo stays fit, he's such, you know, in my opinion, he's probably the best player in the competition when he's, when he's 100%. So hopefully for Manly and the NRL fans, we see a fit and fire in Tommy Turmo this year. And, and yeah, if he's fit and fire, and I think Manly can really be a threat. Who's more important to a team's success, Latrell Mitchell or Tommy Turbo? Well, I think they're both. But when you're the number one player in your team, you, just, that's, you have the most influence. So it's hard to – but they're, they're on par, right? The, the, mm. Latrell was in and out of the back end of last season with the Roosters oh, with South, and we saw how they struggled without him. And then, you know, Turbo, when he's not in that Manly team – you just know they're not going to be at that same level. So they're both what some of the highest influential players in the, in the NRL, and yeah, they're, they're crucial to their teams. Uh, well, this year you don't have any player commitments, Wade. It's a Friday night in Vegas you're about to step into. And I know you, we've had the Triple M NRL team over there. We've got the Fox League team over there. I need the finest form votes. And you can in, include yourself in it. The 3-2-1 so far of, uh, of, um, of enjoying Vegas. <laughs> So far, I'd say probably Brian Fletcher, number one. (laughs) Fletcher Fletcher with the three votes. (laughs) Jimmy Graham, number two. Jimmy Graham? Yeah, Jimmy Graham, number two. And um, actually, Josh Morris is just lobbed, and I I looked at him, I just had some lunch with him before 
and he was not in a great way. So I'm going to give him one. Point. Oh, he's flying as well, is he? Well, that's very interesting. You haven't included yourself because I've I've heard from numerous. Uh, uh, accounts that you are three votes yes. at the Reports. moment over there, Wade. Reports three, coming back. Two, yeah. <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. Enjoy your time over there. Looking forward to the calls. Uh, thanks, guys. They get all the big names in sport. Big names. And Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin too. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Uh, the cricket is happening right now. The first session of day three over in New Zealand. Australia really in the box seat. They lead by 285. Uh, currently four for 81. Candace Warner probably can't lose it from here, you'd think. Famous last words. Yeah, you would think so. Green is at the crease now. We know in the first innings he got 174 not out. So Green was obviously replaced Took David Warner's spot. Mm. So he, um, you know, it's really good to see him get such a big score because for so long there was question marks next to his name. But, you know, when you're that young and you're that talented, it's so, I'm, I'm glad that, Cricket Australia a, gave him a chance. Mm. That's a test winning score, that, his, his score in the first innings. No doubt about that. And, you know, we've been waiting for that from Cameron Green for a long time that he actually does something super spectacular. I know he scored a previous century for Australia, but. But that was a breakout century for him. And I think, you know, he's now living up to the promise. And I think that you've got to give the selectors a, a pat on the back for that. They've stuck with him when, when he was under a bit of pressure. And they stuck with Mitch Marsh. Mm. And he's been invaluable uh, recently. What do we make of uh, Travis Head or Marnus Labuschagne's form at the moment? Marnus has only scored 22 runs in his last six innings. So, you know, See, ebbs I, and I flows, a, though. I have a theory. I think, like, Marnus and Steve Smith are like one batsman because when one goes well, the other goes well. And now that Steve Smith's not going so well, Marnus, no good. I think the one thing that they've got in their <laughs> favour is there's, there's only good one theory. test match to go against New Zealand after this one. Then there's a massive break. And then there's no more test matches for the for this side until India come out here mm. this coming summer. So I think the best thing for maybe Marnus would be to go – have a break, get away from cricket because we know how much he loves to just hit ball after ball after ball. Maybe yeah. there's just a bit of cricket fatigue. Uh, is Steve Smith done, Candice? Oh. Is he? Oh. I, mean, I, know, I know that's a huge thing to say about a guy who's got a record that is absolutely stellar, but he's in a big slump. Well, he's settling into that top order role. Yeah, he is. But uh. you, you, look, you, I don't think you can ever write Steve Smith no. off. I mean, look at his record. I don't know what... 33, maybe. Mm. Do you, do you think his hundreds? technique has got even more extreme recently? Oh, I don't know. To be oh, honest, sort of... I haven't watched a lot of test cricket now that Dave's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm loving it. Well, I'm glad you're here on a sports show talking about <laughs> well, the cricket. Steve, Steve Smith has always had quite an unusual technique, shuffling across the crease and that sort of thing. Not what you'd call textbook. But I think it's become more extreme. I don't know. Maybe Give the man time. Me. Give the man time. Um, Cam Green also set a record too. He combined with Josh Hazelwood to uh, set Australia's highest ever 10th wicket partnership in test history. So I, Josh Hazelwood would have never expected having a batting record. No. <laughs> but he's a part of one. And I tell you what, these <laughs> bowlers are batting quite well because Josh, um, Nathan Lyon came in and got 41 off 46, strike rate of 89. So... He only just Maybe got out. Maybe he'll open the batting. Oh, well, why not? Well, you know what? He's probably done it before as being nice watchman. Uh, very quickly, the Sydney Kings, they've dumped their head coach, Mahmoud Abdul-Fattah, following a fifth-place finish and crashing out of the NBL playoffs. Uh, apparently very strict, Richard Freeman. Yeah. Well, I saw the vision of them, as, as everyone else would have seen, of the players walking off the court. I don't know if it was at the 
the time just before he got sacked. It could have been file mm. footage. They didn't look like they liked him very much. Yeah. It's probably best to do it now because they are looking to go back to back to back um, with the premierships. So, look, best well, to do it now. Well, they can't now. They've just gone back to back. No, but that, was, that wasn't that <laughs> was the regular competition, was it? Yes. Oh. And they've crashed yeah. out. Yeah. That's oh, unfortunate. Oh. So it starts again. They have, they've got to reset it. Oh, well, back yeah, to well, back. Back to back. It's better uh, than none. <laughs> you said it, <laughs> as the old saying goes. Uh, secret talks, not so secret anymore, reportedly underway for a $23 million 10-team US Super League Rugby League, uh, sorry, Super Rugby League competition over in the US, obviously off the back of the NRL, kicking off in Vegas. Are we going a little bit too early on that? Look, I think we are, but I will tell you that in the north of America, so besides from, and I mentioned this yesterday, besides so from the NFL or if you play college football, there's no other leagues. So unless you are in college mm. or in your NFL, a lot of those players that like that physical contact sport then go over to rugby. Rugby is absolutely huge in the North of America. So maybe by expanding and putting some rugby league there, who knows, it could work. Yeah, I don't know. I, this is going to sound negative. I don't mean to be. Yeah, that's not you. No, that's not really my style, is it? But you know what? I'm old enough to remember the last time they took a team over to play a, a state of origin match in the United States. 1987, Richard? Yes. 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 I don't think any of the people in the administration of the NRL are uh, old enough to remember it. There was all the same hype about how it was going to take off in the US, how everything was going to change, and it kind of didn't. I just, I'll, I hope it, it all goes to plan. Mm. I hope they establish a beachhead in the United States and make it successful. To this day, Sterlo's still trying to get through that banner. There's one for those that do uh, remember it. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Few uh, 2024 NRL predictions. Usually, as you uh, noted in the song, Richard, fraught with disaster, because I don't think we got one right last year. No. It was terrible. All right. Mm -hmm. It was awful. You were flirting with the Dolphins. I, I was flirting believe. with the Dolphins, and I'm ready to go yes, just in case yes, they make a run. There it is. <laughs> well, I think I said the Tigers would make the top eight last year, so I was wrong as yeah. well. Are you making that call this year? No. Oh, you've learnt. Okay, let's start at the top. <laughs> the Premiers, who have we got for 2024? Well, there's no surprise that I am picking the Bunnies. And oh, I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan, but I just think they'll be so disappointed with how the season panned out last year. They did so well up until around June or July, and then they just went downhill very quickly. Campbell Graham, a big out for him, though. Yeah, but he'll be back the second half. We've got Jack White now. I think hmm. the combination... You think that's going to work? Yeah, I do. I okay. think just by following them, I think Jack White and Cody Walker, Latrell, yeah. I think that they're finally going to get it together, and I think we're going to win the comp. Richard? Okay, I'm going to go with the Broncos to, to go to the top this year because I just think, I know they've lost a couple of players, key players perhaps, but I just think they've, they're now a mature team that can get the job done over a long period of time. And that's what it's going to take. And provided they can fill the gap, uh, when their half gets injured, which he seems to be critical to them. Um, but if they can fill the gap, if they've, I'm sure that the Broncos organisation would be thinking we have to have a backup there. Mm. And I'm, I'm tipping they've got one. The Broncos feature actually in my top three uh, off-season faux pas, uh, which we are getting to okay. after 11 o'clock. Right. Uh, so that'll be a bit of fun. I got the Panthers going four in a row. 
I can't I can't bet against them. I bet against them last year and I shouldn't this have. This is all emotion, you two. You no, just support those no, things of course they're gonna win. It's not. I, I have reservations about uh Taylor May at, at, at centre and only because he is not Stephen Crichton. I, I think in the last four years, I think that is the biggest loss. Well, I think with Crichton, the Bulldogs have obviously made him the captain. They see a hell of a lot in him. Mm. And he, d- he did so much last year with Origin when he got that opportunity. And then in that grand final, he was superb. Yeah. And, and you know, in the World Club Challenge, Taylor hadn't played for a year because of his, his injury as well. So I think he'll do a great job there. But, yeah, Stephen Crichton, a huge loss. But I still think they can get the job done uh, in 2024. Wooden Spoon, I've got the Dragons. Does anyone agree with me? Oh, it'll be so, tight between them and the Dolphins, I think. They just think, don't have that depth. I can think that's going to be a blanket finish. I could. I reckon there's about <laughs> about four teams that are yeah. that are vying for that. I don't know who, who's. I don't think you could pick a standout. I think that's the hardest one to pick. I think the Raiders really on the slide as well. Yeah, you know what? If I was, that'd be in my four to to blanket finish your bottom the four. End, the bottom. Four. Usually we're talking about let's, the top four. <laughs> let's think, let's go with them. What the about the Warriors? They finished fourth last year. Do you think that they're going to be up to that standard again, yeah. or do you think they're going to take a bit of a slide? Well, two of us are Sheck. In. Yes. That's yeah. a huge in. I mean, they've lost uh, Adam Fanil Blake, obviously. You can't but trust them. You can't trust the Warriors? <laughs> no. I think top eight, certainly. Top eight, yeah. certainly. Okay. Top four, not too sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to need a uh, Dalian medal winner. I've got Nathan Cleary. It's the only thing he hasn't done I've yet. I've got Nathan Cleary. Oh, no. I've got Nathan Cleary. Oh, no. Don't you hate when we all agree? Yeah. Nathan will be saying, oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no. Do you really think he's going to listen to us? I'm going to get the dally. I've got no idea. He's sitting there going, 2025 must be my year. Um, I'm going to need a big call as well. This is the last one. I need a big call from everyone in uh, 2024. We'll start with you, Candice Warner. New South Wales will win the Origin 3-0. I agree. Yep. I agree with Madge. Yep, with Madge, I just think they're going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a big call. Yep, but it's a good one. I'll, I'll make the opposite call. Oh. <laughs> Queensland will win again. 3-0? Not, I don't know if it's 3-0, but they'll win. Well, it has to be 2 They'll win. <laughs> <laughs> they'll win. All right. Uh, my big call is Knights and Manly to finish top six. Is that really that big of a call? Uh, ah, yeah, yes. Really? I don't think it is. I think it is. I really? don't. I think that's a lame Yeah, that is call. terrible. I Man- suppose me... Picking Queensland to win the Origins are pretty late. Come and do another one, Brando. You got another one. Uh, Manly to finish top four, Knights to finish top six. You happy with that? Get a same game multi brewing. (laughs) I think that's fine. I think it's a massive call. It's not massive. That's a massive call. It is not massive. We're making huge calls on the dead set. There's a different interpretation of massive. Uh, Well, yeah, I don't have. There's no splinters. (laughs) Top four and top six. It's very specific (laughs) and probably very wrong by October. Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, Triple M's Dead Set Legends. You were looking for a little bit of uh, edification from us, uh, Richard Friedman, which is very rare, but can we enlighten you with something? I rarely find you edifying, but (laughs) there you are. But here we go. Here we go. Give it a go. Well, I don't get the whole Tay-Tay thing, right? Taylor Swift. It was the, the only thing people could talk about for nearly a month. And look... I watched, so I went back. I couldn't name one Taylor Swift song. I, I couldn't. You could. No, I couldn't. But I went back and watched a doco on Taylor Swift. I thought, mm. what is this all about? Good. So watch this doco. And what I saw was a very talented girl who's not the greatest singer I've ever heard. Wow. Who writes a lot of nice songs, which all sound a bit the same to me. But she writes I, them. That's the thing. I know she does. But, you know, it wasn't like the first time I heard 
you too. I thought, wow, that's something, that's a new sound. That's something I, I've never sort of heard that before in the protest songs and things like that. Or the first time, you know, I'm old. The first time you, you ever heard a, a, an Elton John album, it was just so unique, but I didn't see anything. You didn't go to the, that's a man that didn't go to yes. the concert. This no, woman did, Candice Warner. I went to the concert yeah, for with a while my two daughters. Now, I must admit, probably in the lead up, um, six months out, I wasn't that into Taylor Swift until she until the Super Bowl and until she got here. Mm. And then I really got Taylor Swift fever. Now, I went, like I said, I went to the concert with my two daughters and they were so excited about it. And it was fun mm. because we went to Patty's Markets and we got an outfit for it. We made um, the friendship bracelets together. And then we got there and it's just to see my kid's face and the excitement and and them screaming her song lyrics out at the top of their voice was amazing. So I is was it, really but, into it. And then Is it about the music though? Because none of that bit No, was she about was the incredible. Music. So she played forty five sung forty five songs. Yeah, which is too many. A little bit yeah, too many songs. But she, Who can she sit dances. Through 45 songs? It's the costume changes. Like the concert is an It's absolute, a show. It is a show. It's a show. And my wife went by herself because yes. uh, she has zero friends and I could only get one ticket for her. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she enjoyed so herself immensely. Like yeah. what other concert can you think of where you can go by yourself and just, you're getting friendship bracelets, you're making new friends. It's incredible. And you know what, in the yeah, lead up to it, it, so I think it was six months out, she started to train for this concert, which it's a marathon. So she was on the treadmill for three hours at a three, three and a half hours at a time, singing her songs, just training for this. And she's, she's an athlete. And she's Triple incredible. M artists were lining out the door to do her covers, Richard Friedman. Have you heard any of these no. uh, Taylor Swift covers? Of course not. From Triple M artists? What about the great uh, Paul Kelly doing Antihero? Well, no, Paul Kelly. What about this? It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Beautiful. At tea time. You into it? Everybody agrees. It's our highest viewed video on YouTube ever, Triple M. Incredible. And what about Mossy doing a little bit of uh, style? I've got that James mm. Mm. Look in my eye, you got that Are you sold? It's Mossy. <laughs> I'm a fan of Mossy. I'm surprised at him. <laughs> Have we turned you? Have we turned you? Well, they're, they're, they're pleasant songs. That's all I could say, pleasant. I will say. Not moving. I wouldn't have been. Moving. I wouldn't have felt ripped off or disappointed if she only sung thirty-five songs. I, I think forty-five. It's too many too songs. Many. I left early, and I feel like we turned maybe not hundred and eighty, Richard Friedman, but maybe no ninety got, degrees. <laughs> no one's got forty-five good songs. Nobody. She's got quite a few. We've not turned him at all. Game set and match. And time permitting, many other sporting cliches. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. And an historic weekend for the NRL with the season opening doubleheader being played in Las Vegas. Uh, let's take a look at things over there from a player's perspective. Manly's Aaron Woods, kind enough to join us this morning. Afternoon, your time. Uh, live from the Strip. Morning, mate. Good afternoon. Good morning, Richard. <laughs> Whatever it is. Do you ever know what day it is? I'm in Vegas. You know, literally... I've come out of my room to talk to you guys, and I'm, I've been left. I left my card in my room. I'm outside in my budgie smuggler. So really <laughs> what an I knew image! There was a player incident. I knew there'd be one. Uh, oh, Jesus! I just want to get to this game. Come on! Oh, how are the players feeling? Is that how they're feeling? Like they just want the get. They're so excited. They just want the game to happen. How pumped is everyone? Yeah. Oh, everyone's pumped. There's no doubt. Like we're in Vegas, Candace. Obviously. Everyone's keen to have a good game, rip in, then you you know, you get explore the bright lights afterwards. 
Um, but yeah, we got to check out the stadium today. Uh, it was our captain's run, so it's our last session before the game. And mate, the stadium is—it's just crazy. It feels like it's similar to like a—I'd say like an Origin build-up because there's so much emphasis on it. It's round one, and and it's crazy. There's four teams here. We're all in the same hotel, and it's, it's quite weird at times because when you come out of the the lift, it's like oh, I don't want to see these Roosters or South players, you know, and it's just a little bit awkward at times. And therein lies the danger, isn't it? Because there's such a circus going on around, you know, the, the, the hype and the atmosphere that's building and the build-up to this. How hard has it been to be concentrating on training, be concentrating on, on your timing and making your plays and all those sort of things? It, it, how's that gone? Honestly, Frio, I think, you know, I come over here um, pre-Christmas to promote it. And then when I come back, I said to Siebs, Mate, you sure you want to be spending two weeks in Vegas? Because, like you just said, it's it's pretty. There's a lot of things that can sidetrack you from what you're doing. And his biggest thing was, I'd rather come over early, have a couple of beers, get it over and done with, see some see see a few shows. Mm. Because you don't realise when you do walk the strip, you, you tend to walk nearly nearly seven to eight k's just doing nothing, like just looking up and down. So we've got it over and done. We've got it out of our system. Whereas the other teams that have just got here recently, they've only got in yesterday and Wednesday. So it's like they're starting to do that now. So I think we've sort of got a little bit of a jump start on the preparation, but time will tell. It's, you won't know till the game day how you feel, but there is so many side things that can, can you've got to block yourself out from Freo. Woodsy, there's so many incredible golf courses over there. Did any of the players take their golf clubs over and have had a hit or anything? Yeah, a couple of boys had a hit early in the week. I'm not sure what course it was, but they showed us some pictures. Mate, absolutely phenomenal. I reckon if Dave come over here... I don't oh, think he wants to. He wants to. He's taking his clubs. Yes. Uh, how much are you loving it over there, Woodsy? Because I asked Wade Graham uh, last hour, there's been a US rugby league competition mooted. Um, if a franchise came knocking for you, say this is your last year in the NRL, would you be interested at all in, in playing over in, in the US? Oh, look, it's a great part of the world. I've seen I've seen Wade quite a fair bit. He's, he's babysitting quite a few people that can't handle their drink at the moment. So I don't know how he's going. We heard that last hour, yes. Woodsy. <laughs> he gave them but, all up. Yeah. But only, the only thing that I cannot stand about here, the coffee is absolutely S house. Oh, you know it's, what it's I mean? putrid, yeah. isn't oh, it? Hang on, you only drink the world's smallest coffees anyway. He's a macchiato man. Yes. Yeah. Does, it's, does, it's I'm dreadful. a piccolo man. It doesn't matter. I still need to have a, I like to have yeah. a, a, a piccolo and chew the fat canvas, and I'm not getting much of that over here. Now, have you seen <laughs> any celebs that you've sort of been in awe of, you know, just walk past them in the street or saw them getting out of their limo or something? I have, I have actually, Freo. I was on the, I was walking past the roulette table, and I had to double check. It was Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Unbelievable! Oh, how Super Travis... Bowl champions. How was, how was oh, Travis so, looking? So I was with Nathan Brown, and we tried to get real close, and the Seckies didn't want to have a bar of us. So, um, yeah, we like those crazy fans back in Sydney when you know we feel the other side, and we go, "What is this? What's this?" Person come up to us. We we're doing that to them. <laughs> so, what's it like? You've been there. You had the captain's run, playing under a roof. What's that like? Oh, it's different, Candice. It, it, honestly, a lot of people say, oh, it's just a normal game. It's so different. It's so much louder because you're sort of enclosed. There's so much more echo. Um, and then I reckon, honestly, if Matt Burton was over here, I reckon he could be able to hit the roof because there's things that hang off the roof. Mm. They hang off about 10, 15 metres down. I reckon he could hit them easy. Are they called easy, lights? So. <laughs> 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 like a oh, bit of cheek. bit of cheek there oh, from Candice Warner. Goodness me. Um, honestly... I reckon it is. It feels really different. So it's completely different to like playing at somewhere like Brookvale. 
Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine it Could was no roof for many different reasons. <laughs> um, before we let you go, you are there for business, my friend. Uh, South tipped as one of the premiership favourites this year. What does Manly need to do this weekend to roll them? Oh, look, honestly, early stages in the of the competition, you need to complete well. Um, you need to defend your middle well. They've got a big pack. Um, you know, I know Candace is a South City supporter. I hope we can turn her frown upside down because I really want to beat them. Um, I want to start the season off really well. So, yeah, and, and the, for the funny thing about the, the field, it's five metres shorter and width-wise. So it sort of changes up a bit. And, and South are a team sort of like us where they like to shift quite a fair bit, especially to their left edge. So for us, we need to stop their big men because it gives Latrell too much time to play. Good on you, Woodsy. We just saw you on Fox League, actually. You were talking to Lara Pitt there, holding a coffee, not one sip. Having a Starbucks. Not one sip of Starbucks. Okay. Not having a bar. Just a prop? I, I've you, just I'll got one more question. Inside, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of inside goss. There's nothing in that. I just grabbed a cup. <laughs> I'm just want one more question. You, you're the, you're yes. one of the, gra- the game's great sledges, and you usually have a target player. Have you got one for this season? I've got one for each game. Who's your target this game? Oh, you'd have to go Latrell or Damien Cook. Absolutely. Right. The big ones. The big because, names. Because Cody, Walker, Cody Walker will make himself grumpy and no need to sledge him. That's what I keep saying. No one agrees <laughs> yes. with me. Anyway, uh, Aaron Woods, an absolute pleasure. Um, enjoy Vegas. Enjoy uh, the night after you finish playing. That should be a bit of fun. And we'll see you. I'll tell you something good as well, um, Brendo. Yeah. I'm on the second flight home, so I don't come home until Monday. Oh, <laughs> oh, a bit of fun. Enjoy this, your life, yeah. Woodsy. There's some danger. Adjudicating another week of sport. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin. Uh, let's do, uh, I'm going to do a few top threes this year and usually around uh, this time of the year, you have a look back at the off season and you go, oh, that wasn't very good. Oh my goodness. A few incidents. Uh, the game was brought into disrepute. It's thrown around a lot. Arguably it was already in disrepute. Very much so. And it never has not been, um, this year, not so much, not so much going on. So I, there were a a couple of faux pas there. And there is, therein lies the problem. What? Not so much went on in the off season. This game thrives on incidents mm. and people disgracing themselves. And it's just part of the, the whole fabric of rugby league. Well, there were a few faux pas. So it's my uh, top three off-season faux pas today. And at number three was that uh, Broncos fracas on Caxton Street uh, between Patrick Carrigan and Adam Reynolds. Um, just a bit of friendly wrestling yeah. after a couple of drinks. Yeah. And then we and, realised uh, there was more involved. Mm. Did did they get to the point where they say, oh, I really love yous, mate. I really love yous. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, this was, well, they had to do the press conference, which is always hilarious afterwards. They've just had a friendly wrestle and then they have to yes. front up to the media. And this is what they said the day after. Fully take ownership of what happened. Um, we're a really tight group. We, we understand uh, it's not a good look. Well, there as mates. It started out as a playful fight. Uh, you know, a little bit of wrestle. That got a little bit heated, but there was no one injured. Nothing in it. You know what? There yeah. wasn't much in it. It was a wrestle. Hmm. You love a wrestle. Don't you? Okay. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? I'm just saying. Who doesn't love a wrestle with their mate? You know? Yeah. He gets okay. it. Okay. There was nothing in that. No. You yeah. don't think that'll affect their chances this year? Oh, oh my God. No. I'm just that guy. That I'm probably just... goes on weekly. Get a you don't hear about you it. think that that's going to affect them. No, I was just asking. I was just throwing it out there. And number two, Mitch Kenny's Boxing Day Blues. Unfortunately, he will miss the... First game of the season due to a um, a questionable Instagram post. 
uh, on Boxing Day. Did you see that, Richard Friedman? Yes, I did. Mm. That is that is possibly that is the height of stupidity mm. uh, to allow that to happen, knowing what they already know. You know, every player would have been lectured at the beginning of every season. You got to look after you. You can't post crap on Instagram or any of the socials. Uh, no. Someone gets, you know, thinks, oh, this is a good idea. Mm. I would love you to be on Instagram, Richard. No, I don't. I would love I don't it. Need to see anything. <laughs> a day in the life of Richard Friedman. Mm. Yeah. No one wants to see that. I do. Maybe you can well, take over. I don't the, want them to see Maybe it. take over the Triple M Instagram for a day. <laughs> do you know how many followers we'd lose? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to see you abusing people. That's what I want to see. Uh, and the number one faux pas over the off season, you... You've got to be careful about what podcasts you go on if you're a current player. Okay. If if you come on like our show, we we're going to treat Fine. we're going to treat you correctly. Did you see Matt Burton go on Josh Mansour's podcast over no. the off season? Former player uh, no, Josh Mansour. No, I missed that. He had to answer a question. Uh, a question was left by some other guest. Um, the question was, "Do you think that the Earth is flat?" So it was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Do you right. think that the earth is flat? And this, say yes. <laughs> this was Matt Burton's uh, response. Yeah, I believe it is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You believe the world's flat? Yeah. You're such well, a like it's round. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, it's obviously yeah. flat because if it was, when I look at it, it's obviously round, but then I'd sort of right. do believe that it's flat. So that's okay. why no. the Bulldogs probably took yeah. any sort of leadership away from <laughs> That is dreadful. <laughs> Because yeah, I surely do, that he's I know it's round, piss, but he? I do think it's flat. No. So yeah. what is it? Is he's it round taking, or is it flat? He's taking the piss. You'd hope so, but I've seen the video and. Mm. Would you not ask for Josh Mansour to edit that bit out? You'd think. You'd no, say, please take I that bit out. Because the I know I've I've worked in media long enough. If you do that, they record that and run that as well. Ah, that's See, it. You, you can't win that one. So his mate you saw what happened to Brad Van Dusen. I was just about to yeah. say, there's a man that's been watching The Current Affair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Woolworths guy. Can we take that bit out? Well, no, mate. You're on the record, right? And it's all in there. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's happening in sport, you'll hear about it here. The greatest happening in sport. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Dead Set Legends on Sydney's Triple M, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin, and uh, joined by Candice Warner today. It was almost like nothing had changed. I know, I know. It's great to be back, and it's but, great Because to nothing just, had changed. I'd missed <laughs> yeah. in those few months ripping into Richard. I really missed it. So it's great to be back. That's it. Rotating cast member this week, though, so next week uh, will also be Candice Warner. Let's have... Uh, <laughs> it's been a long break. It's been a few months. I've been very excited to see what's caught your goat. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. Yes, I've been saving them up. Mm. I've got this dog. <laughs> like it's a cartoon character dog. Yeah. A hairy thing. She's beautiful, but she attracts a lot of attention, mm. which I try to avoid. Mm. Anyway, out in the park. Oh, are you her daddy? No, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I said, no. Nah. No, I'm not her daddy. I said, but I'll be her yours. Her daddy was a poodle. <laughs> yeah, I know. In uh, no sense of the word, am I a daddy? <laughs> I'm not her daddy. No. Uh, the woman was quite offended. I, I couldn't understand why. But it just brought up this this whole ridiculous, are you the doggy's daddy? Are you their mummy? What do you got, a cat? What are you, a pussy daddy? Is that what you are? Right. That's your number plate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what about if you, You'd like to if be you got a, a pussy fish? daddy? Right, would you be like your fishy mummy? Yeah. I mean, 
It's I ridiculous, the I, whole thing. Listen, man, I don't subscribe to fur babies. I don't get oh, it. Oh, my God. If anyone says that to me, Imagine baby. if someone called me the fishy mummy. Mm, I would be yeah. furious with that yes. nickname. No one wants to be referred to as fishy. Mm. No, especially not your mummy. <laughs> Listen, if you see Richard down the dog park, avoid Do him not. at all costs. Do not refer to my dog as a fur baby or me as a doggy daddy. But then what are you? That, right? Or he's the master. He's the master of the it's, dog. It's just the dog. I'm, I'm, I'm the dog's... <laughs> Actually, I'm a toner. I just wanted to come for a walk. I just wanted to walk. Stop Leave saying... me alone. <laughs> Don't speak to me. Desert Legends on Triple M. We'll catch you next week.